Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sunshine State. It's your girl, Ari B, with Talk Lucidly 33, ready to get this party started. Hello, good people, and welcome to Talk Lucidly 33, where we're going to talk about the 10-year challenge today. The 10-year challenge. So I know everybody knows what the 10-year challenge is. If you don't, I'm going to enlighten you. Uh, so the 10-year challenge is where you take a picture from 10 years ago and you reenact a moment or you reenact a setting or you just show a picture from you 10 years ago to a picture now. Uh, my husband and I recently did a 10-year challenge from our first date to our um, just 10 years from now at the same fair, uh, Florida State Fair. Um, kind of in the same entrance way. So we did like a 10 year challenge, like flashback. And so that's what it is. And so this episode is titled 10 year challenge, the new one, because I've hit a real record with my weight loss and I wanted to talk to you guys about it. So I'm really excited to get into weight loss, wellness, and everything in between and all that and all of this. And, um, I thank you for showing up today. If you have any questions for me, you know, you can always DM me on Instagram at back, the number two, me underscore A-R-I-E-B. And if you don't follow me, follow me, shout me out. Let me know you're listening. Let me know if you like it. Let me know if there's something you think I should add to it, a little pizzazz or razzle dazzle. And let's get into it. The 10-year challenge. So uh, let me go back, way back, back in the time. Uh, I won't start singing, guys. You know I won't. But today I just kind of want to do a high-level overview of my weight journey. So I started gaining weight in the way that I gained it at the age of 10. But since we're just talking about the 10-year challenge today, I want to go back until 2012. So 2012... um, I want to just say maybe it might be even closer to 11 years, but when I was working the job in which I met my husband at, um, I was about 275. So I was 275 pounds and I was working out three nights a week, working at work four nights a week. And I was doing heavy lifting, stocking shelves, and I was relatively healthy. Now, 275 pounds by no means, no leap, no bound, sounds like a healthy weight. So I don't want you to get it twisted. But I felt healthy as in I was swimming, I was doing a lot of things, I was physically active. My thighs had lines in them because they were cut up, like muscular cut up. Um, And I felt like I could wear anything I wanted to the club. I have some pictures, y'all. I might have to pull them out of retirement. Um, back then I was wearing fishnet stockings, the short dress and the cheetah print pumps and going out and the dress was short. And so that's how I knew I had it going on. And, um, 275 was my weight. Now you're thinking, okay, Ari, 275, that's not really healthy. And it's not. When I graduated high school, I was 200 pounds. So like 275 is definitely not, not a healthy weight. I wasn't a bodybuilder, but I was working out with heavy weights. And so it's not until you have a procedure or you're on a weight loss journey or something to that extent 
where you start to say, when was the last time I was here? Right? So throughout this whole process, I kept identifying short-term goals, which are essential when you're going through something like this. Um, I started identifying short-term goals. I want to lose five pounds by this date. I want to, you know, be able to stop eating sugary things by here. And that whole process, you know, this whole time I've been cutting things out, adding things, subtracting things, and manipulating my day-to-day activity to what benefits me the most. And when you have been big your whole life, there's the fear of always getting big again. There is the yo-yo that I've already been through my whole life. And so some of me knew that I would get to this weight, and I'll let you know what the weight is shortly. Some of me knew that I would get to this weight, and some of my mindset was like, oh no, at this point we always turn back. At this point we always go back. At this point we never make it past this point. So as I was losing weight, and I know I talked briefly about it in the earlier episode this season, as I was losing the weight, I started to feel like, oh my gosh, I haven't weighed this amount since my wedding, five years, five and a little bit of change years ago. And um, that was eye-opening experience. When was the last time I was under 300 pounds? Five years ago, right? And on my Snapchats, on my Instagram, on you know, I'm still praising being big because there's nothing wrong with it, but being unhealthy is a problem. And so I recently hit a 10-year challenge for myself. 10 years ago, I was 275 pounds, y'all. I was 275 pounds 10 years ago. And now, you know, when you talk to people, and they don't they they see you they see your physical being they don't see you for what you weigh or how you look those that number isn't that important but for me it was a statement it was a big statement because you have to think about how it affects me mentally i haven't been that way in 10 years that is almost one third of my life that i have been over 275 pounds almost a whole third of my life I'm 33 so 10 years ago I would have been 23 shoot if I get down to 18 it was five more years I was 200 like you just think about the growth of my weight in that short period of time from you know 17 18 up until I was 23 I went from 200 to 275 pounds from from the age of 23 to 33, I went from 275 to 344 pounds. And all the while we sit here at home and I know some people who are listening are guilty of this. And we look at episodes of TLC's um, My 600 Pound Life and all of this and we wonder how those people got there. Like, how did they get to this point? And I ain't never going to get there, and I ain't going to never be that way. And you tell your friends, your mom and them, and your cousin, you're never going to get there. But that's how. One plate at a time, one day you don't go walking, one you know, bad decision, it, one step at a time. And so it's amazing for me. It's It's really like 
an uplifting moment. It's an, it, and I know I'm being serious, but like when I say I'm bad to the bone, you can't tell me nothing about myself. And I've always been that way. But feeling like I hit this 10 year mark of like, Ariel, you have in six to eight, you know, maybe even 10 months, conquered 10 years of a challenge. Let's say 10 months and 10 years. In 10 months, I've lost enough weight to take me back 10 years ago, take my health back to 10 years ago, take my mindset back to 10 years ago. Like with all the knowledge and everything that I have today, I feel 10 years younger in this moment. And of course I've lost a little bit more since then, but like just let's, you know how I like to round y'all. So I've gone from 344 pounds, we're gonna round up to 345. And now, um, well, I guess we could leave the number where it's at. I'm like 272 point something, 272.4, something like that this morning. And I am really and truly just working this tool. Now, for y'all who are working out and you aren't going the surgical route, I want to commend you on every pound because I've been in the gym. I've done the weights. I've done the classes. I've done the the personal trainer. I've done the group training. And it, and it's no different for you losing your weight as it is for me. Every pound down is an accomplishment. Because I like to think of it as you know, let's put it in perspective for what it is. You buy a pound of ground beef, you buy a pound of turkey, ground turkey in my case, you buy a pound of shrimp and you multiply that thing. Right? You multiply that thing by 70, buy 70 packs of ground beef. Buy 70 packs of ground turkey. Set them on a counter. Just go look at 70 packs of meat in the meat market or the store or Publix or Kroger or wherever you shop sprouts. Say, hey, can you can I get 70 pounds so I can see what it looks like? And that's how much I've lost off of my body. And so it's just amazing to sit here and talk to you guys about it. It's it's surreal. It's a real unrealistic experience. And I tell you, like, you know, I've been kind of, I've, I've already superseded my goal, you know, my 10 year, 10 years ago, I'm less than that weight. I'm still working towards other goals right now, but I will tell you something else that's struggling, like I'm struggling with. I don't have clothes from 10 years ago. Everything I have is for 22, 24 size, 2X, 3X, cause I got the broad shoulders and I'm starting to sag my clothes and not in a hip hop stylish fashion of sagging my pants, you know, but like I'll put on something that I think should fit and I'll be like, okay, well, I guess I'll be holding these up for the rest of the day because I walked out the house in them and it's those experiences. I got the pamper booty. I know you guys have seen people who have the pants that are just a little too big in the butt area and makes them look like they have a pamper on. That's what I'm going through. Because all those of you who know me know that I suffer from no acetal disease. And 
when you lose weight, you don't lose weight in the areas that you think you're going to lose it first. Oh, thick thighs save lives is a motto of mine, but that's not where the weight drops first. It dropped from my butt or my lack thereof. Then it started to drop from my stomach. It's starting to drop a little bit from my arms. It's my, you know, the twins up here at the top, they're looking mighty deflated. But I feel amazing. And so to that point, 10 months, 10 years. So I've hit this goal, almost like I didn't really want to plan for a goal past this point. And I know if you guys are in any of the support groups I'm in, you'll see where it says your heaviest weight, which is 344, your surgery weight, which was 320.9, your current weight, which as of today is 272.4, and your goal weight. So your goal weight could be your goal, the doctor's goal, what have you. So my doctor said that I'll probably get down to 220, 225. Mm -hmm. My husband, who is the head of the household, you know, right up under God, he said that I'll be 195 because once I put my mind to something, that's where I'll be. So I just let y'all know I'm going to be somewhere between the doctor and the husband. One of them going to be right, one of them going to be wrong, or both of them going to be wrong, and I'm going to sit right in the middle. But all of those weights are great. So, the, you know, I'm trying to think of short-term goals for myself, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't remember really weighing myself between 200 and 275. I can't pinpoint when I got this far. So now it's like, do I get down to my high school weight? Is that the new short-term goal or long-term goal? Like, okay, let me get down to 200. You know, when I went away to school, I, I gained a freshman 20. I didn't gain the freshman 15, so maybe I'll get to 220. And so these are my new goals. And like, as I'm gaining, goals i'm shedding pounds i'm shedding clothes i'm shedding curses i talked to someone the other day about generational curses as far as family and weight loss and weight gain is concerned if you know a caribbean family if you know um how we eat in the caribbean and i'm not fully caribbean i'm not claiming to be a whole bahamian i'm a whole quarter but we eat boiled fish and grits, Johnny cake, and some of the food is really healthy and some of the food isn't. Even Southern cooking, because my grandparents, you know, my grandma's from Alabama, my grandma, God bless the dead, she's from Albany, Georgia. Cast iron skillet, cornbread, fried this, fried that, maybe a little bit of chitlins. And so you think about the food that you're exposed to and you know, how your eating style is. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for my parents who decided at a young age when they got married to, to get away from the normalcy of how we as a culture can eat and start to do something different. They decided to step out of the box when they got married to boost the longevity or the life expectancy that they had for themselves. And they started to only eat no more beef, no pork, just chicken, turkey, seafood fruits, vegetables, nothing really fried, nothing smothered in gravy. And so I ate that way up until about 10 years ago when I met this country boy who liked to fry everything, smother everything in gravy and everything had a little bit of butter on it. And it was nostalgic for me because my grandmother cooked that way. 
And so I just understood the, you know, like having that kind of food, but I didn't understand what eating it every day would lead to. And not that I blame him, because I definitely blame myself for eating it, because I definitely knew how to cook for myself. But some of those decisions to eat the nostalgia, you know, to get that good feeling that you get from food, cause some of the problems that I had. And I, and he's one of the best cooks I ever met, you know, outside of my daddy. And I just feel like now we're on this healthier journey. We're actually getting back to 10 years later, y'all. This man made fun of me for having olive oil pan spray and not having real butter. And I remember him saying, you make your pancakes with olive oil? And I just I never live it down. And <laughs> so I was like, well, it's healthier. And then he was like, well, where are the regular pancakes? And I was like, this is regular pancakes. Because back then I ate buckwheat or whole wheat pancakes. I didn't eat flour, like buttermilk pancakes. So I had whole wheat pancakes, brown eggs, turkey bacon. That was a breakfast. You know, and I olive oil pan sprayed the pan down and that's what I ate. And so here we are 10 years later. Now we're eating like I eat. Now we're eating the way that I ate back then. Now we're getting back to my basics and the and the foundation that my parents built for me. And it's a, such a great feeling, so empowering to know that in my arsenal, I can make all of this food that's good for us. Keto is a way of eating. Bariatric, after the surgery, is still a way of eating. But I can cook all that stuff. I can make your zucchini, your squash, or this, or that. So it's not hard for me to get back to 10 years ago. So I've literally started cooking twice a day almost, like cooking lunch and cooking, um, cooking lunch and then, or cooking dinner and then cooking for tomorrow's lunch, basically. And I've started to cook those meals I grew up eating, making sure I have those ingredients that I had back then, cutting out the salt. And because um, I don't really like salt, but like when I cook my husband's food, I would cook, cook it with salt. And I would just feel great because he's like, honey, I didn't know that you could do all of this. Well, it's been here all the while, but we was over here frying and frying. If it wasn't fried in a pan or a skillet, it was fried in the air fryer. And so it's just, it's an awakening. Not only have I hit a realization of, oh my gosh, I literally have conquered 10 years of dead weight that was holding me back and holding me down and restricting me from my purpose. You know, I literally kicked 70 pounds in the rear end and said, I'll never see you again. I never want to see you again. Literally to my weight, like you singing those songs, like you sing about an ex-boyfriend, but I'm singing them to my pounds. I'm singing them to the weight that I've lost. And so it's just an amazing feeling. And I, I wanted to share that with you guys because I know we all have some kind of 10-year challenge we've seen or been annoyed by, but I am empowered by mine. It's given me fuel. It's given me energy. It's given me the wherewithal to keep going. I went to work this week and I talked to my boss and he was saying, how are you doing? Because I have some amazing owners at my job and he's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing great. I'm fantastic. I'm healthy. I'm, my blood work's coming back good. I'm still drinking a lot of my protein, but hey, you know, we conquered the, the hills that we can. And he was like, but mentally, how are you doing? And I, in that moment, I said, you know what I'm struggling with? 
So here's, you know, a part of that post-op diary, post-op chronicles that that's going to continue throughout this season. I'm struggling with my clothes. I'm struggling with letting go of 10 years of a collection because like, you know, if you've seen me on Instagram, my, my quotations are, I live big. Living big is a lifestyle choice. It's not just, oh, I'm heavy. Oh, I'm fat. Oh, I'm big bone. But when I say I live big, I say it with a little bit of bass in my voice because my shoe designer is a big person shoe designer. Meaning the when I purchase a shoe, I don't have to select wide. It comes in wide. When I purchase a boot, I don't have to select wide calf. It's already there. So that is how I buy my shoes. When I look at a brand of dress that I want to wear to work because I want to come off professional and astute, I shop at Taylor brand dresses because they have the dresses that make you look like you have a cinch waist with hips if you don't actually have some and pockets. So I invest in companies that invest in me and how I look and how I'm perceived by the outside world. When I order an Eliza J dress because I have a conference or a meeting or something, a training I have to do and I wanna just walk in the door and I want jaws to drop, though I live big. So that doesn't just go away, oh, I lost some weight. Now, honey, I'm 272 and some change, I'm still big. So the I live big motto is not gone anywhere. But the, the closet that I have is, is outdated now. And they tell you in the support groups, they say, hey, you're going to lose some weight drastically. You're going to feel like you need to go shopping. You might switch from your addiction to food to an Amazon addiction, which I, you know, I, I could sit around a table at an AA meeting, Amazon Anonymous, and let them know that I have a problem. <laughs> But what I've started to do is only buy things when I'm in need. I had a women's retreat I went to. None of this stuff was going to work for. I bought a couple outfits off Shein. You know, shout out to Shein if you want to sponsor your girl's transitional clothing as I transition to smaller. Um, and I just, in these things, I'm like, okay, I got to buy some more clothes. I got to get rid of some. So when I was talking to my owner um, as um one of my mamas would say, Mama D would say, get back to the story. As I was talking to my owner, he said, you're struggling with your clothes. Why don't you just throw them all away? Now, if you've been big, that sits in your spirit, on your chest and in your heart and in your stomach. It's, it just gets right in that gut when you know you're going to get a spanking from your parents, you did something wrong. It gives you that whole like deep swallow nervousness. And in that moment, I was like, what he said hit me. Why don't you just get rid of them? Just throw them all away. You don't have the money to buy more clothes. Like, and it's not for lack of funds to purchase new outfits. And it's not for lack of, you know, having a store nearby, a Ross, a Marshalls, a Target, a Walmart, a Burlington. It's not like I don't have tools to replace the clothing that I have, but my mind is not catching up with my stomach. It's not catching up with my waist. It's not catching up with my thighs. My feet are not even really a wide anymore. And so I'm starting to have to, you know, I started to take some clothes out of the closet this weekend and I only took three things out y'all. And I stopped because I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to get rid of more than this because if I, if I get rid of it, then 
what's going to happen when I gain the weight back? Yeah, we're having a serious conversation today, y'all. It What's going to happen when I gain the weight back? If you worked out to lose your weight, if you had surgery to lose your weight, if you had a traumatic experience that happened and you lost weight, at no point during any of those processes did you not think, what if I gained the weight back? And if you did, more power to you. But I have thought that every step of the way. Okay, well, let me not throw this away because I might be able to fit it if I gain the weight back. But what my boss told me was, he said, my keys to business is for me to have a plan A and not have a plan B, C, D, E, or F because that allows for me to not give plan A 100%. So if you know there's no backup plan, then you know you got to make the first plan work. And so that's how I'm moving more in my purpose those those words really impacted me they really hit a real spot for me and they and they're really guiding me towards another hurdle that i'm jumping over when you're going through your journey guys and i know a lot of you guys who listen to me might not be boisterous about your journeys with others but there are some people who are going to say some powerful encouraging and and they're just going to be there in that moment. They're going to say some things to you that in that moment are going to be exactly what you need to hear to propel you forward. God sends his angels. He sends your little watchdogs. He sends people right when you're in that moment to like propel you forward. And so for me, I was struggling with getting rid of the clothes. And I went to the office. I talked to my boss and my boss said, just throw it all away. Not for nothing. We wear flip-flops, crocs, and shorts in this office unless somebody's in here. So get rid of it. So I'm happy and enthusiastic to say that I have now bagged up three-fourths of my closet. The only thing that's left in my closet at this current moment is my wedding dress, my husband's wedding suit, because those are all in the same bag on my side of the closet. There is um, my, my shirt from when I was in a motorcycle club, my dad's shirt that I had, um, he's in the same club, and a couple of collectibles, like two or three things that like were gifted to me by somebody who's no longer here. So you kind of want to hold on to those things. And so I literally, in my closet right now, outside of my shoes, have maybe six things on a hanger. So with that being said, I got a shin bag today. And when I got that shin bag, I said, ooh, let me put this, you know, picked it up, put it in there in the room next to the closet so I can hang these new clothes up and not feel like I'm completely lost and I don't have anything to my name. So it's just, I just want y'all to know how important it is, how beyond important it is for you to take pictures. I always tell you guys, no matter where you are on your weight loss journey or your wellness journey, take pictures. Look at yourself and watch your improvement. Go into your Google photos, and I don't know nothing about the iPhones, but I'm sure you can go into your cloud iPhotos or whatever and select your face. So when you hit that search bar, sometimes a little little icons of different faces will pop up. And when you select your face and just your face and no one else's, 
what it does for you is it gives you a timeline of all of you. You can see if you're on a wellness journey, a mindset journey, and you can see the improvement when you might've looked depressed, sad, and anxious, and how that transition with those positive affirmations or whatever you're doing to reinstill those good values in yourself and make you feel better about yourself, you'll start to see your face change. Less wrinkles, more smiles, not forced ones, but real ones. If you're on a weight loss journey and you've been working out, you've been in the gym, you got your personal trainer with you, and you're taking pictures every week, you start to see the improvement. You start to see the little lines that show that you've been working these target areas. You start to see how your waist is shrinking or or your abs are forming. These photos are essential for you to not lose sight of your progress. So now here I am on another chapter. I got the pictures down, I'm doing that, but now I got to let go. I got to let go of the 344-pound REL. I got to let go of the 320-pound. I got to let go of the 290-pound. I got to let go of the 280-pound. Come on now. I got to let go of the soon-to-be 270-pound me. And so it's just so empowering and impactful to think about. And I could cry, y'all. I could cry just thinking about really when I'm done with all my laundry and I, you know, I still have some clothes to go through, the ones that aren't hung up yet. And just as I'm going through them, having to put them also in that bag. Now on Friday, I did go to a consignment shop when I was hanging out with my best friend for her birthday, celebrating her birthday early. And they lacked a plus size section. They truly did. And um, the lady was like, she overheard us talking about how I had lost some weight and I kind of need some new stuff and I'd rather get it from Goodwill or a consignment shop because it's not going to be my size for long. And she said, if you have plus size clothes, you can bring them in here. You get 50%. We get 50%. And then you get 25% off of, or 15% off of whatever's in the store that you want to buy. And I was like, well, ma'am, I'll just bring you the clothes. And I was talking, you know, just to be talking. I said, because I don't really want anything. I kind of want to detach myself from these clothes. I don't want to wait on a check for these clothes. I want to just get rid of these clothes. So I started packing that bag that day, but that's the only three things. I just put three things in it. Now it has 20 things in it. And so I just, I really thank, you know, my boss for really having that conversation with me because it was what I needed to hear. And it's it's crazy because the clothes I do have that still kind of fit were, were clothes that, you know, you guys all know that my kid's biological mother is has been beyond supportive in my journey. And so before the surgery happened, just with my weight loss in the beginning, she just started sending, every time she was in the store and saw some clothes on the discount rack, she was like, what size you wear? And it was never my size. I'm telling y'all. I could have just literally screamed at her because she would always buy a 19 or a 21, like in the juniors plus section. And I'm like, I'm a 22, maybe a 24. Like, I can't fit any of these, but you will, but you will. And I'm like, so I had to hold on to these pants in the chance that I get through this process and get into these pants. I'll have you know I got into these pants. I I did my little, you know, jump into these jeans, but I put the 21s on. And they fit fine. 
They weren't tight. It wasn't like tight so I couldn't sit or stand. And when she bought them, I tried them on. So here's that, here's that like showing your growth. When she bought those pants, I tried to put them on. I couldn't get them past my mid-thigh. So I took them off and I hung them in the closet and I said, ooh, this is going to be a doozy. So when I was running out of pants that really fit, I said, well, I guess I'll try these on today. And I just put them on like regular jeans. And it was an amazing feeling to know that I could just put my clothes on. I have clothes that I have on even today that fit me because they're tight around the thigh area, but they don't fit my waist. I look like, I don't know if y'all remember that Subway commercial when that guy said he lost all that weight from eating Subway every day and I just couldn't believe it. But that's how I st I'm starting to feel about my clothes. When you have four inches of space between your belly button and the buckle, you know, you, ha you are making an improvement. And so here I am in this moment, in this season, in this journey with so much support that I can't even handle it. And I know um, I'm going to take a moment to kind of break into just a little segue into our next episode because I do want to highlight um, this woman that I, I adore her. I, you guys have no idea. So next week we will be doing a live podcast recording. Um, we will be doing it at Talk House Trinity. If you see my Instagram, you know I'm there every morning. And I get to go order for Sundays when they're closed. And... Um, I love going there. I love my protein shakes. Before the surgery, I love my protein waffles. There's nothing on the menu that I don't like outside of some of the banana stuff, just because I'm, it's my own personal preference. The protein oatmeal is fire. So everything she has in there is healthy, and, and it feels like I'm going to Starbucks every day. So for you people who love Starbucks, y'all Starbucks lovers, y'all Dunkin' Donuts lovers, I have found my own Starbucks, my own Dunkin', in the talk house and i'm just so blessed that she's going to be able to talk to me in front of all of you guys in front of all of our followers and talk about how all of this nutrition and supplements correlates with the surgery or weight loss in general we're going to talk about our journeys how we got to our this point where we're at and what the products that she has what those products have done for us so um it's just a big deal. It's a lot of big things coming down the pipe. And I know we're going to talk about holistic medicine and how that relates to healing, saggy skin, hair. Um, we're going to talk to a licensed uh, mental health counselor about body dysmorphia, which is a little bit of something what I'm going through, but not fully the you know explanation of body dysmorphia and how it affects people who have had a drastic change. So I want you guys to know that we have a schedule of people that are going to come on here. They are going to walk you through the trials and tribulations of your wellness journey. They're going to walk me through the trials and tribulations of my own. And we're doing it because I, I tell you what, when I started doing this, it was selfish. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to journal, but I wanted to journal and not have to write. I'm lazy, y'all. I thought it was cool to podcast. I thought maybe some people would listen to my podcast, but I did not realize how much support I was going to get in this moment. I didn't realize how much support I was going to be getting in this moment, in this season. And I want y'all to know that I appreciate each and every one of you who listen. I appreciate each and every one of you 
who has sent me your story, who has told me in person your story, who has um, DM me their story, recorded their story and left a message. I appreciate you, all you followers, all my subscribers. I really do appreciate you. And so when I get on here and I talk about my journey, it is not for fame. I have recently been in touch with some people that I have positively impacted and it literally brought me to tears because they don't have the courage and not your journey is not everybody's journey. So remember that it's not like I'm out here just talking about myself because I want to boost myself up. I'm talking about myself because there's somebody who needs to hear that there is someone like them out here. And so often does social media and society make you feel bad for being big. Trust me, I'm a vet in the game. I've been out here, I've been big. But when you find somebody you can identify with and you can identify, maybe you identify with me having polycystic. Maybe you identify with me having sleep apnea. Maybe you identify with me being a diabetic, having high cholesterol, being obese. You know, maybe you identify me with me being a stepmother. Maybe you identify with me being a caregiver, a caretaker, you know, a wife. Uh, like, it doesn't matter what reason brought you here. I just hope that my story and the people that I bring on and the nuggets that I'm sharing, as we like to say, the things that you're getting from this podcast are helping propel you on whatever journey you're on forward we, we need to always move forward and not look backward the only time that I think that we should be looking back is to just see how far we've walked how far we've crawled how far we've run because I'm not at a running speed yet y'all but I'm still walking and so I just think it's just so empowering when I think about the 10-year challenge yeah it's just an empowering thought it's an empowering process because when I did the 10 year challenge as a flashback to my husband and I just being together and being committed to one another and, and the, the longevity and the tenacity and the ferociousness that is our relationship and how we have gone through trials and tribulations, ups and downs and highs and lows as a couple, that 10 year challenge for me was already a big thing. That was huge. That was just like, Oh, honey, we made it 10 years and some people can't make it too. And so when you look at it from that comparative to a 10 year challenge with yourself, where was I at 10 years ago? 10 years ago now, I think I was um, just starting my payroll career. Had been a staffed employee, finally got a permanent position learning the ropes and learning corporate, corporate America and trying to get my bearings and trying to be a productive member of society and learning what real adulting felt like 10 years ago. And so it's just like amazing to look back at in 10 years, I have seen some highs and lows in my weight and I am back in a better position you know, as far as my career is going in a better position, as far as like the ownership, you know, we have a home, we have vehicles, like there's things. So when you look at yourself and you place yourself in there, you're like, where was I 10 years ago? 
How far have I come? And this is, I'm not going to harp on the weight because I know some of us are here for the wellness. Where was I 10 years ago? What was I lacking 10 years ago? Have I found it in this 10 years? And can I share what I've learned with the world and impact one person? So 10 years ago, I you know was with someone who had kids and still with them, right? So then there's the longevity there. I was in my payroll career and now I'm a senior manager. Bam, we're hitting the nails on the head. I'm still in that career. I'm still over those things, but I'm in the management portion of it now. And so I'm like, oh, self-worth. Oh, challenge and triumph. I'm at a company where I can feel like I can wear my dreads because I do have dreads, not braids. I can wear my dreads and not have to hide the fact that what kind of hair I have. I don't have to code switch and speak a certain way for people to accept me. Shoot, if I get on a video call and I'm in my pajamas, just be happy I'm on the video call. And so when you've gotten to that point in your career, in your life, and you know, and you've started to tick off these boxes, my family travels now. My kids and my husband have gotten on a plane for the first time and it was with me. Like we, we've done things together. We've grown, we've visited places that we've never seen before. It, these are all things that are so important. And in 10 years, these things have been accomplished. And it's almost like, what's, what's in my next 10? Shoot, what's in my next two? We talked about fertility. Y'all know that part of my journey is so that I can be healthy enough to conceive and not have a lot of issues going on with my polycystic. Like, I'm on track, y'all. I am on track to make that happen. When we sit here and, you know, and I'm going to pull up some data so that I can kind of go over some things with you guys, because I don't want you to think that, oh, I'm going to have a surgery and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be the ideal weight that my, that statistics say I should be. Now, my weight should be between 126 and 153. And I don't remember ever being that weight. I don't think that I have been that weight in a long time and so long that I can't even remember being there. And so when you look at these statistics that you can pull up on Google and it says, you know, what's a height and weight chart for a woman. And so with me being five, six and a half, you know, I like to round up y'all. So, but me being five, seven, I am supposed to be between 121 and 158. That's just average, regular, healthy weight. And so it's just interesting to see that because here I am just trying to get down to 195. Um, and so when you put in, even now, like even with where I am in the journey, and you can Google most of these things that I'm going to tell you about. Um, when you look at, oh, hey, I feel really good about myself. I'm at 272 and you want to calculate your BMI. And whereas I used to be morbidly obese, let's talk about that growth moment. I used to be morbidly obese, meaning deathly obese. If you go onto a BMI calculator and you type in 344 pounds, they're going to tell you, see a doctor immediately. 
because my BMI was 53.87. Over 50% of my body was fat. And like, it's just a shocking moment. And then you go back in here to these apps or, you know, whatever you're using and you say, well, I've lost some weight. I want to see where I am. I'm over 10 points down in my BMI. So I've lost weight that I've been holding on for 10 years. I'm down 70 pounds. My BMI has dropped 10 points. When you say powerful and going and on your way, but where's the mind shift for this? Because my mind shift has to come in somewhere. I have to take control of what I'm seeing what I'm doing and making sure I'm using this opportunity of health to do great things. So it's really funny how things work out because before this, I wouldn't have been able to handle all of the responsibilities that I had, all of the things that I've been doing in the community and everything. I wouldn't be able to do any of that because I was heavy, heavy and tired, tired and heavy, sleepy, and so now I'm at the stage where I can go and I can do, I can walk. I'm more flexible than I've been in a long time. I think I'm going to even try that little, you know, put your foot on something, turn around and flip around to see if you can do it. There's a lot of things that I want to try just because I can. I was sitting in the dentist's office today, um, you know, because the kids have, you know, two appointments a year. And I was sitting in there and in that appointment, I was just like, talking you know talking to the kids and I had my leg up I don't know if anybody has not been able to cross their leg or anything like that but here are your non-scale victories people when you can sit there and put your leg across your other leg and you don't have to hold it in place that's gonna really sink in for some people I don't have to hold my leg in place I catch myself now trying to get back to that Indian style little kid on a mat pose because I used to be able to do it. And I'm almost there. So as much as a weight loss journey helps with wellness, I'm going to start doing meditation. And I think that I've done it before. I think it gives me a point of clarity in my mind and my life. But I think it's just so profound what you get from meditation. I used to think meditation was the dumbest thing I ever heard of. It's like paying somebody to put you to sleep. That was my honest opinion on meditation. And so now that I've gotten to this point in my health journey, in my wellness journey, in my mindset shift, I figured I need some time of solace, some time to, you know, regroup, some time, some empty time. So um, I do enjoy a good flotation therapy. And for those of you that don't know what that is, and it's really helpful for aches, pains, body aches, because we've all done the Epsom salt soak. And so it's an Epsom salt bath, basically. You're in a pool of Epsom salt and water. And it, it pulls out toxins. It pulls out, I just feel like it, it's pulling out everything that's not good in the world out of my body. And when you're soaking in that bath, which is holistically really good for your muscles and your aches and your pains and your swelling, you're also sensory deprived. 
Now, this might be a scary thought for some people who don't like the dark because it's dark and who don't like complete and total silence because it's silent. Now, you can change that. You can lift the lid up. You can put music on. You can do whatever you need to do. Make yourself comfortable. But as a person who is always being pulled in several thousand directions since everybody needs me, I wanted to hear nothing. So I closed the lid. It was dark. It was quiet. The only thing you can hear is when I moved around in the water. And that clarity of mind that you get from meditation, that clarity of mind that you get from sensory deprivation, that moment of clarity that allows for you to almost transport yourself out of the fishbowl that you live in because you can't see nothing that's going on in the bowl if you're in the bowl. It allows you to escape without escaping or leaving or going on a trip or doing anything and coming back with a clear mind. It allows you to take yourself, the eye out of it, and reassess your situation. That is so important on any journey that you're on. And I'm constantly doing that and checking myself and, and giving myself that, like, uh, kind of like retargeting on a, on a video game. It, you know, take, take the gun, put it away, come back and retarget yourself realign yourself with where you're supposed to be going and so that is so important on anybody's journey to be a better version of themselves and so I kind of want to leave you guys with that I kind of want to leave you guys with a little bit of homework and I challenge you I challenge you to step outside of your fishbowl and get a new perspective I don't care how you do it as long as it's doing it safely and healthy and it's not like a bad thing you're doing I I just challenge you to do something well for yourself. Keep in mind, this is just me telling my story and what works for me. But go do something different and see if that empowers you to keep trying to do something different. Go do some cardio drumming. Go, you know, go to a yoga class, a hot yoga class. Go to a salt cave where they have the Himalayan salt and heat. Go do a flotation therapy. Go try something that you would normally not try for your own mental wellness, your own mindset, your own, try it for yourself. Go get a massage, get your feet done, get your nails done. Don't tell nobody where you're going. And I want you to come back next week when we have our next episode and we're live and we're on Instagram and we're reading your chats. And I want you to say, I did this for myself. Started off with that. I did this for me. Being selfish is being selfless because we cannot help anyone else if we don't start with ourselves. So once again, I thank you guys for hanging out with me and chilling and and absorbing everything it is that I download into y'all because I know I pour a lot into this podcast and I have a lot to say. And at first I thought I wasn't going to be able to maintain and keep up with these episodes because I'm like, I don't have that much going on. But there are so much happening. There's so much happening. There's so much movement going on in my life. There are so many shifts. And it's imperative that I share it with you guys. I want you to know that when you're overwhelmed, you're not alone. I want you to know that when you're burnout, you're not alone. I want you to know that when you want your kids to just shut the heck up and go away, you are not alone. When you want your husband to do it himself, you are not alone your spouse, your partner, whoever it is. So you're not alone. 
when you wish you just had one person, what they used to say, I just wish I had one person to stand up and give me a testimony and testify in church. Like when you just want one person to stand up and say, I'm going through this, this, and this, and check the same boxes that you're checking. We're out here. We're in your local Facebook groups. We're in your inboxes. We're in on your IG reels. We're here. You have to create that opportunity by talking about what you're going through as well. So I am going to be posting. I'm going to be asking for people who want to come onto the podcast and talk about their journey, their wellness or weight loss journey. I'm excited to open the floor up to some new faces and some new voices for you guys um, and just some new insight and new perspective. So it's not just my perspective all the time. So remember, I'm going to leave the chat open for any questions, any comments. Let me know how you're feeling. Let me know what you did to challenge yourself. Let me know what your non-scale victory or your mindfulness victories are, what you're doing to be selfish. Because I know just how hard that can be for people. So I want you guys to know that I'm here, your host, Ari B, with Talk Lucidly 33. And we're going to sign on out of this thing and keep it rolling. Thanks for tuning in tonight. guys thanks for rocking with us today on talk lucidly 33 we appreciate your time and the effort that you put into listening don't forget to share this podcast with your friends who might need to hear it don't forget to send us a message if you're interested in being a guest on our podcast can't wait to hear from you and can't wait to show my journey some more with you guys next week thanks for tuning in stay tuned because we'll be 